1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: All right, we are live. John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz, our Warriors Weekly Podcast. Really bi-weekly during the playoff run that the Warriors are on right now. And this is going to be our Western Conference Finals preview edition of the podcast. And Steiny, we got to start with the fact that this is now officially a surprise Western Conference Finals based on the Mavericks going into Phoenix. I know we were talking about it a little bit last week, and I mentioned to you a couple of different times, the Suns felt like throughout the entire series, they were begging to get beat, and then they got beat by the Dallas Mavericks who put on an incredible Game 7 display. Let's just get into the Mavs and the Suns and how that thing ended up because it directly relates to what the Warriors now will face here moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people spent the last, you know, 10 days saying, you know, the Warriors and and when they get by if they can get, get by Memphis, they'll play Phoenix probably. They'll probably play Phoenix. Well, they're not playing Phoenix. And you know, I think I I I think we'll talk a lot about whether or not Dallas is in the end going to be a tougher matchup than Phoenix, but I I still think the bottom line is first and foremost the Warriors uh got to be happy about this. The, to me the biggest thing is now they have home court advantage which they wouldn't have had against Phoenix. And that's the biggest thing um uh, that that I think works in their favor um is the fact that these games are the first two games are going to be at Chase and realistically uh we didn't think that was going to be the case. So it's kind of a bonus for the Golden State Warriors.
2: Well, and it's just a little bit more margin for error, I think, as the Warriors are looking for areas where they can have a little bit of, of margin for error. I think we, you know, we can debate, as you mentioned, the the difficulty in opponent. Look, the Mavs still have Luka Doncic. I know the Suns had just gone to the finals a year ago with, with their group. Uh, and now, obviously, they're going to have to be accountable for, for the way that they played last night and the ramifications of that moving forward. But I think first and foremost, with the Warriors down a few rotation players right now, being able to begin this series against the Mavs at home and and you know, rested as well, which has been a key for the Warriors in, in this playoff run, when they've been more rested, they've played a lot better. So you, you couple those two things together as we start to get into maybe some of the, the, the more specific angles of, of what a Warriors-Mavs series looks like, just that initial you can come out and, and sort of ride the high of being at home in game one to a victory, and then all of a sudden you got a shot to go up 2 nothing. And if if we're looking at a 2 nothing Warriors going into the weekend, all of a sudden all the pressure's on Dallas to, to make sure they can match that when, when they go back to Dallas now for, for next Sunday and Tuesday. And I think that just gives the Warriors another angle to apply pressure, even if they are in their own way coming off an incredible series win the way they had to close it against the grizzlies but i think the the warriors are probably a little bit vulnerable going into this series in their own way but this gives them the best possible chance to i think be able to overcome some of their own vulnerabilities
0: yeah i think the i think the rest is going to be a factor one game that's it one game game 1 but I'm not even sure it's gonna be a big factor in game one either, because the Mavericks are a young team. Uh, Their best player's 23 years old. They're gonna get two days off um, themselves. So I actually think that the schedule and the way the games go, which is every other day for all seven games, I think, yes, uh, I think that's something that's gonna work in Dallas's favor. Because I'm just thinking, you know, and I'll just throw this out at you. Let's let's say this series goes six, at least six games. Let's just say six to start. Otto Porter going to play all six games? It's tough. I, I mean, mean
2: I, at this point, I'd say no, and and, and I likely. would say
0: I would say no also. And and so, you know, on the one hand, it feels like the Warriors. You know what? They're getting close here. On the other hand, I do feel like they're only halfway. And they've already gotten, you know, they've already taken some lumps, and and well, we know Aguilar
2: you know, and Gary Payton II aren't going to play all six. We know that already.
0: That so. that's true. That's true. And and so, you know, I just I just look at this series as I've looked at a lot of them. You know, the, the Warriors cannot afford to have anybody get banged up in this series, or then they are going to be. At at a disadvantage, no no doubt about it. And and the other thing, JD, is, and I don't know how much stock you put into this or that, but I, I almost and, and you got to be careful how you say this because I'm not saying the Warriors haven't deserved anything, they deserve exactly where they are. They have not played as well as Dallas has played. They have not played as well as Miami. They have not played as well as Boston in terms of kind of their own potential. And I, I think this is the this is the series where we're gonna realize that they're gonna have to play better to to win this series. They're not going to be able to shoot like they've shot and win, I don't think because you know it it feels like Dallas right now knows how they have to play to be at their best and like everybody's buying in and while I think the Phoenix Suns might have more talent than Dallas, there's something about the way Dallas is playing and believing in themselves, where now I do think uh, it's easy to say now, but I do think Dallas is going to be a better series than Phoenix would have been. Clearly well, Fe- clearly Phoenix was holding something together that we didn't realize that they were just holding together.
2: No, I think that's a great point. And I think you look at at the Mavs, and really what it comes down to is they're they're a significantly improved defensive team. Especially in the second half of the season, especially even in the final third of the season, after they they made the trade with with Washington, and and got rid of Kristaps Porzingis, and they brought some other guys back, and you know Brunson now is in the starting lineup with Luka Doncic, and and Finney Smith's a good two way player that that can knock down some threes. Dinwiddie was a major factor in the game last night, and and we've seen him hurt the Warriors at, at times. Uh, in the past, but I think to me what it boils down to as you start to look at it, it's it's Doncic doing what he does, which is having the basketball in his hands and, and being involved in everything, including shot making, playmaking, all of that. And then it's everybody else who has to be able to – I mean, let's just, let's just put the rat on the table, Stiney. When the Mavs win, the other guys on their team make three-point shots. And when the Mavs don't win – the other guys in their team typically don't make three-point shots, and that was the case in, in Phoenix. Their defense, as I mentioned, is improved, but a lot of this is going to come down to, I think, how many games can the Warriors take away the other Mavs shooters enough or just have them have bad games because they're they're 50-50 kind of players enough to where the Warriors can can win four out of, out of seven in this series?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of the offensive game. I, I also think – I, th- I think if you have to be, so the Phoenix, I'm sorry. So Dallas, you know, they start this postseason without Doncic, They get they get behind against Utah. They come back and win. They won four out of five against the Suns because they were down 2-0 in this series uh, or in the past series. So I think Dallas, Dallas, is, Dallas deserves to be here. And they've got a player who is a real, real problem. And to me, he's a bigger problem than Jokic because he starts out with the ball all the time. And who's going to guard? Who's going to guard uh, uh, Doncic? I think it's a great question. Um, I'm going to
2: throw Wiggins at you right off the top. I think Wiggins is the initial initial guy that the Warriors will throw on. him.
0: Yeah, and and that's fine. But I don't see anybody on the Warriors who can who's really a good match. And maybe there's no good matchups against Doncic. But I don't necessarily think Wiggins is a great matchup against Doncic either. Uh, In fact, if you look at some of the regular season games against the Warriors, they've really, they haven't done anything to change what the Mavericks want to do. I mean, Doncic is dribbling around, kind of backing people into 14, 15 feet. They didn't really come to double a lot when they did. It's an easy pass for him to make. Warriors this might be the player that actually is the hardest player for them to match up with in the rest of the, in the rest of the playoffs. I'd normally say Giannis obviously, but they're eliminated. Um, There's just something about Doncic that, that makes him a real problem for the Warriors and it's his size. It's his, it's, it's how deliberate he can be without, without making him go too fast. I, I don't know that Draymond can, you know, can, can guard him in long stretches. So I think it's, I think we're going to see a ton of different guys on him.
2: I I think, I think the size it's the size and the skill, but I think in particular, the size you go back to, and I I don't think there's too much that we can take away from the four matchups. As far as the the head to head matchups go, the Warriors did lose three out of four to the Mavs. The one game that does stand out to me though, is the game from back in, in early March where, the Warriors were a little shorthanded. They went into Dallas. They actually played a pretty good game, and it was tied with about five, six minutes to go. And if you remember Steiny, it was there were basically ten possessions that that decided the game. And the Mavs took the ball out of Curry's hands repeatedly. And, and we're going to make somebody else beat them. And Moses Moody, of all people, was actually in the game and had a nice fourth quarter in that game, made a, a bunch of shots, a couple of plays. But that led to the quote from Steph Curry, and I'm paraphrasing, where he said, hey, maybe we need to defend Luka the way that they defended me down the stretch in this game, more of the trapping and trying to take the ball out of his hands. The Warriors did it a little bit in that game, but the one thing that stood out to me was, when the Warriors tried to take the ball out of Luca's hands, the Mavs would just get it right back to Luca. Right, so he could just like it was. And you said it—you know—he could see the pass coming, and then they would just—they would just—you know—be dribble handoff to whoever he would give it to, and just give it right back to him. And they would just start over. The Mavs have been really good at just being diligent and patient in kind of finding the matchup that they want and not panicking when the ball is taken out of out of Luka's hands.
0: And you know what? It's hard to take the ball out of Luka's hands because if he if you know there's he can go get the ball as they say JD on three levels. You know, he can go get it out at the top, he can get it in the mid post, he can get it in the yeah. low post. He's going to have a size advantage on virtually everybody who's defending him. So it's you know that that's one of the guys where it's it's look. It's just not as easy to take the ball out of Luca's hands as it is Steph Curry. Uh, people might not like to hear that, but that's where being six seven is an advantage over being six three. And and you're right. The the when I think about the the a team taking the ball out of Curry's hands, they take the ball out of Curry's hands, and then he starts to do his thing where he moves without the ball and will try to get it back what, 10 seconds later in the shot clock. Dallas does it differently. He gives it up, and then he goes and gets it right away right. and sees if that has changed the dynamic at all of of the, of the double team. Um, and then, of course, with the Warriors, sometimes the ball doesn't find Curry again a second time on the possession, and then that's what the defense – that's what their objective was. So, you know, I think this is going to be one where – you're just gonna have to confu- try to confuse Doncic. You know, maybe you have a game where you're doubling, and when he doesn't think he's doubling. But I do think it's gonna be a series where, you know, they're gonna have five different ways to go about it. Okay, we're gonna come on the first dribble, uh, you know, twenty percent of the time we're gonna not come at all. We're gonna come right away. We're gonna come halfway in between. You know, that it's the only way you're really gonna slow him down.
1: There's joy in every journey.
0: You do with all the superstars.
2: That's exactly right. I think that there is a give and take between wanting him to shoot the three ball and then obviously hoping he's not making it at a a high enough percentage to where it allows him to do other things. I think for all of the different matchups we can get into, a lot of this thing, and it is an oversimplification, is going to come down to, are the Warriors going to have... The game where they make 18 or 23s in, in an individual game, is Luca going to shoot the three efficiently, or is it going to be he's going to average his 35, 12, and 12, but it's going to be at a, at a low percentage, and with the other Mavs players not knocking down enough shots to, to where the Warriors maybe can win a game or two in this series where they themselves don't hit an extremely high percentage or a high volume. Of of three pointers, as far as Luca goes, how much Draymond do you think? And and could we see a little Jonathan Kaminga on on Luca Doncic? I know we're
0: going to start they, that and, again.
2: Well, the only reason I say it is because they did do it in a regular season, and they they, they did allow Kaminga and maybe some of that's just personnel to guard him a little bit in the regular season. I I mean, to me, Luca could get whatever he wants or draw a foul more often than not against Kaminga. But but here's the here's the reality, Steinie. And, and I'll give you the other reason why I bring up his name. The Warriors are I – mean, they basically have six players right now that, that they trust in their rotation because of some of the guys are out. And I know Porter looks like maybe he's back for game one. We'll see how long he can go. But I bring it up because – and you could say, well – JD, it's the right six players, right? It's it's the it's the starters with Looney and Poole. I mean, that's the six that you would want to have healthy, but they really only have six, so they they're gonna have to get minutes from two or three other players, even if they are two or three other players that maybe wouldn't be getting minutes under other circumstances.
0: Yeah, no, I I think you're right there. Um, you know, I think I think asking you know Kaminga to you know it's one thing actually. To think, Kaminga could guard Morant. Doncic is a different problem, though. I, I just think Doncic is craftier. Um, you know, Doncic is a kind of player who's nasty enough where he'll be offended that you're trying to even put a 19 uh, year old rookie on him. Um, let, let me let me just ask you this, and and I guess it's easy to say now, but you think the the Do you think Dallas? Does have a better chance to beat the Warriors than Phoenix?
2: Uh, no, no, I don't. Um, okay, I, I I think what happened I to think, Phoenix? Uh, I well, that's a good question. I I think what happened? I think they got really tight last night, and and I don't know if they were playing with games or just you know in terms of you know having it get to that point. I think there were games where offensively, to me, something something went away as, as the year went on, whether they, right. they they would get too stagnant in games too frequently. And that, that to me was problematic for, for them. And then I, I thought all of that led up to the point where they had to play a game seven and they hadn't played a game seven and they clearly were tight. Chris Paul yeah. was tight. Booker was tight. You know, Bridges was tight. Aiton was tight. And I think when Dallas got off to even the smallest of leads early. oh, well, it's 10 to three. Oh, it's 15 to six or, you know, whatever it was. And a couple, I mean, you could just see it lay up rims out three pointer in and out. They can't get the rebound. Like, and and then all of a sudden it's just, you could see with each miss, then they're, then they're getting to the line, they're missing free throws. Like with each miss, you could see the suns get tighter, yeah, tighter and tighter to the point where Dallas just kept building the lead. And, and it was over. I actually thought – and I, I I hate using this term, and you know I hate using this term. I actually thought the Suns quit late in the in the first half. I, I thought they – it got to a point where I thought they were almost like, ah, oh, bleep it, and they just started really casting off and taking quick shots down around 20 where it was still manageable. And they let it get to 30. And then it was right. like, all right, well, you're done. Now, like, now you really are. Like, maybe you weren't done if it was 20, but when it got to 30, you're done. And so I, I just – I mean, all systems fail, uh, and I know you—you'd you'd spent. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not totally coming down your road, but you talked a lot about. Hey, Phoenix has been through some stuff, and they got a little bit of pedigree coming into you know going through things this year. Maybe even more than the Warriors. I think they're done. Like I think they are done. Like they're—they are—they're not winning a thing with this group now. I think that like you can, you what just happened there? Like Aiton's going to be gone. Paul's going to be another year older. And anything you thought they built up to me is it it's over. Like they're they're probably gonna go back to being kind of a three, four, five, six kind of a team, and and they're never gonna sniff being as close as they were last year to a title.
0: Yeah, you might be right. I mean, you might be right. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at Dallas and I, I noticed that a couple times, uh, at least in game six, um, you know, they they played Kleber or Kleba and Bertans were on the floor at the same time. And I kept looking at that thinking, well, you can't do that against the Warriors, I don't think. Um, But the guy to me that's kind of interesting is Powell. Because I I actually think that he's like, I think he can hurt the Warriors with his athleticism. Um, And I know he's probably not as good of a, all around player is let's say a guy like Aaron Gordon, but in a way I'd rather have a Powell because he stays within himself. Um to me, Powell's an interesting player. He's he's bigger than than Looney, at least taller, and he's he's got more athleticism. I think he's gonna be a player the Warriors are gonna have to deal with, believe it or not.
2: No, I, I think he's a playable going into this series if, if I do you too. look at it
0: and I, and I think he's somebody who has become playable against the Warriors over the last 2 or 3 years. In other words, he wasn't playable against the Warriors let's say, you know, 2 or 3 years ago. Now I think I think he can play against the Warriors.
2: Uh, you look at, at the other side of things that the Mavs did have the ability to to put it to to have to force Steph Curry into some bad shooting games. Uh, against them uh, in in the regular season. the way that they've defended Curry has been in a way a little it's a little Memphis light I mean kind of I mean they do have some length. they do have some some athleticism. I, you know Jason Kidd has been a big proponent of physicality. I think that's been probably the biggest difference between the Mavs the last couple of years with Rick Carlisle and, and the Mavs this year. I think they're a lot more they're edgier. They're more physical. You know, I think the Carlisle teams were a little soft the last few years, uh, so I think I think kids done a nice job of. You, you're going to see the the Mavs try to kind of ragdoll the Warriors and be real physical with them. I think the way the Grizzlies were in their own way,
0: I think so. Um, and I think and that's the one thing that kind of uh, if if I were a Warrior fan would worry me a little bit. Um, if you've watched the Warriors in the postseason you know the the way the grizzlies have defended them and the success they had against the three with, with them on the three point line if you're a team like Dallas you now know that that can be done if you're a team like Boston you know that can be done i i mean it's going to be tough for the warriors to shoot the three like they've shot the three in past years and we we've seen that in the first two rounds and it really came into the picture against against Memphis, and if the the Warriors, I mean, if they're if they continue to shoot like they did against Memphis, I don't think they're going to win the series. I really don't because the one thing about Dallas is, you know, Memphis could go on dry spells. Me, you know, Dallas has Doncic. I mean, he's the player who can get to the line, stop the clock get him a layup off a nice pass if they're doubling the wrong, if they're doubling him and not helping out on the right guy. So I think, you know, I think the Warriors are – I don't expect the Warriors to to go back to shooting 40% from three-point range in the postseason as a team. Uh, I just – I think it's going to be really hard for them to do that.
2: Yeah, and I think so much of it is going to be, you know, can you win a series where maybe you do it in two games – out of six or two games out of seven. And I think we, we saw that in the, in the Grizzly series, they, they shot it pretty well in the first game. They shot it really well in the sixth game. And then there were two games in the middle of the series where they did have to just grind it out, whether it was, you know, game four is the, is the one that comes to mind. I know they, they were in other games in that series, uh, game two was was one. You know, game three was a blowout game. So it's just you know you get the you get the two where you shoot it well, the one where it's just kind of a blowout in your favor, the one where maybe it's a blowout in in the opposition's favor uh, over the course of a series, and then you win you win the ones that you gotta that you gotta grit and, and grind. And I think that's where game four really was the one that that ultimately was the difference in the series because that was the game where the Warriors made nine three pointers, but they were still able to win. And I, I think they're going to have to win a game or two in this series doing it when they didn't shoot it well. Like that's that to me is the the testament to the Warriors beating the Grizzlies. It's they were able to win a couple of games where they didn't shoot the three ball well and hang in really a third when they didn't shoot the three ball well. Can they do that? Because it's not so much to me about the overall the overall numbers may not look good, but it's how do the overall numbers look in in can you know in the context of a of a series
0: yeah, um, I mean, it's uh it's you know i'd I'd have to say I looked at some uh some of the vegas stuff i'm I'm surprised the Warriors are as big of favorites as they are in this series um i, I can see them getting beat in this series to tell you the truth. Really? I really can. i, I and you All know right. what? it's like we we don't have to. I mean, the bottom line is Dallas has the best player. There's just that's that is the way that one's gone. You know what I going mean? In. I mean it's not
2: going right. in. They do, but is he going to play like the best player when we talk about it two weeks from now? Like, when well, we he has. One.
0: He's been the best player against the Warriors this year. Like, he's been the best player on the floor consistently against the Warriors. Um, and he's a kind he's a kind of player that I don't really see shriveling. If you know what I mean um I I think he's a smart enough player that he knows he's got advantages at certain at certain places and I think they think they can defend the Warriors and I think Jason Kidd you know I don't don't, he's obviously doing something right and he you know the anytime a, a coach has a team playing defense that wasn't playing defense prior I always think that's a good sign but but I I think I think the, I think Dallas has a shot at this series. Absolutely,
2: that's interesting. I, I I think I think if the Warriors stay healthy, relatively speaking, I still see them being able to to eke this series out and and just be able to to do enough. Or the Mavs offensively to not be able to do enough. I also wonder a little bit about just the, the psyche of both of these teams. Like, Do the Mavs come into this thinking, hey, we got a chance to get to a finals or is it a little bit, hey, our season's already a, a rousing success because you just knocked out Phoenix and you're a four seed playing in a in a Western Conference Finals, almost as if this is the year that tells everybody, hey, Luka's time is coming and maybe the Mavs time is coming, but it's not quite this year, like maybe it's next year uh, to, to where they're able to get over the top. A couple other just matchup kind of things I wanted to get into. I think Dinwiddie and Poole, not them going up against each other specifically, but just the impact that both of those players can have as sixth men and sixth men that can, that can really fill it up and put the ball in the basket as, as extra scorers. Uh, what do you see as far as that having the potential to be – Again, not a head-to-head matchup, but those two players in their roles having an an impact on this series because Jordan Poole hasn't played as well as each of the first two series have gone on, and and Dinwiddie became a big factor in the games where Dallas was able to win.
0: I mean, I I think if if I had a bet, I think Dinwiddie's going to have a better series than Poole just because it feels like, you know, Poole's starting to, I don't want to say wear down, but I mean – Pools, pool's been guarded better and better and better as the playoffs have gone on, and I think, I think also teams have figured out uh, he more than anybody on that roster, even more than uh, Steph, is susceptible to to physical play, and I mean if that's where it's like I look at Jason Kidd and say there's there's no way he will not allow Dallas to play physically like he's going to he's going to preach that that's the only way we have a chance to beat them and it feels like they've already bought into that because defensively they've been a tremendous team this year and it seems like they're they're playing their best um you know their best defense right now
2: now they they really are they 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 really are and i think they are going to be a more a more formidable opponent than it would have looked like they could have been let's say a month ago when the when the playoffs started because they are playing much better basketball, I think, both offensively and defensively. Steve Kerr back. Uh, I know you weren't a big – you didn't think that really mattered a lot. I thought the Warriors were able to figure it out without him to, to close out the Grizzlies. But I think having Kerr back is definitely a benefit. It sounds like Otto Porter's back uh, in in this series for game one, but how long can he play? How much of a concern do you have just over the Warriors having enough, enough – players to kind of get them through. They played their main guys 40 plus, but I don't think they would, in game six against the Grizzlies, but they don't think they can, they can do 40 plus throughout an entire series, especially if the games are going to be coming every other day. They just won't do it.
0: I think that's the biggest issue for the Warriors is the the idea of playing seven games. If they have to in 13 days, um, that will not work to their advantage against a team like Dallas. That's younger. And you know, there's two issues. One is just the wear and tear and the fatigue of playing that many games that short a period of time. And then secondly, it's every game you take a shot at getting somebody hurt again. Um, that's what I'm worried about. If, if I'm a golden state warrior fan, you you can't play two or three games, for example, without a Draymond green, or you're asking for trouble. And there's another player here too, Kavon Looney. Uh, he's played every game this year, JD, but he hadn't played 35 minutes before, so I, I'm interested to see how Looney's going to play over a long series where maybe he's getting consistently, you know, how much can you play him game in and game out and not worry about fatigue or, or you know, getting banged up. Those are the big things that I think of when I think of Porter particularly and, and Looney to a lesser degree.
2: All right, Steiny. good stuff, but man, we'll be doing this throughout the, the conference finals off to a good start and looking at the matchups. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again on Thursday, and we're going to have a shot to work together uh, this week as I'm going to be in for Guru in the back end of the week. So it should be a lot of fun. Enjoy the show with goo these next couple of days, and we'll uh, we'll talk on Wednesday.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?